Live from under the lights and on the field, Marquette University High School football happens right here on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Hilltoppers football is presented by Gruber Law Offices and sponsored by Capital Insurance Agency, Magic Productions, Annex Wealth Management, C.G. Schmidt, Left's Lucky Town, Liberty Engineering, and Marquette University High School. Now, live from the field, here is Evan with Tallison and Joe Damask. Live from the C.G. Schmidt broadcast booth here at Hart Park, this is Hilltoppers Football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. These kids on both sides have put a lot of hard work in the weight room, classroom, practice field, and games, and it has all led to this, the WIAA playoffs. Tonight is level one action as your Marquette Hilltoppers host, the Sheboygan North Raiders. I'm Evan Wittallison, joined by my producer, Kyle Wallace, and my broadcast, broadcast partner, Joe Damask and Joe could be a little bit tougher than usual here tonight for the Hilltoppers. They're missing two key players tonight. The second state week, Jack Hart's going to be out, and Tommy Novotny, who's uh, got banged up in practice earlier this week, he is also going to miss tonight's game. It's going to be a challenging, more, more challenging than usual, not having those two guys out there. Yes, Evan, and thanks for for the welcome. Yes, uh, challenging tonight, and the playoffs are always challenging. Uh, records go out the window when you hit playoff time, um, and I was able to talk to uh, Jack Hart, the starting left senior offensive tackle, before the game. I talked with Tommy Novotny, obviously the star running back, sophomore, uh, and we'll get into some of the things I talked about them later, but uh, this Marquette Hilltopper team has got a lot of depth, especially at those positions, those players that have been able to, um, you know, to practice and play uh, the majority of the week, and here comes the opening kickoff. Eric Schmidt in to kick off the football from the left hash right at the 40-yard line, kicking it back deep to the Raiders. Whistle is in. Schmidt running up to the football. The kick is away, and it's going to go through the end zone for a touchback, and the Raiders are going to be starting from their own 20-yard line. Tonight's broadcast booth is sponsored by C.G. Schmidt, a proud Marquette University high school supporter. C.G. Schmidt is your trusted building partner for over 100 years. Learn more at cgschmidt.com. We're going to see the Sheboygan North Raiders offense to start here tonight, and they have a team that run the ball about 77% of the time. Blake Burr is in to start at the quarterback position. We have receivers... One receiver left, one to the right, and two wings close to the tackle, says the man in motion. Burr takes a snap, keeps the football, has a lane, and he's going to get about four yards before be, they're going to give him five yards before being brought down. A quarterback keep there. This is that veer option. Uh, veer option is an offense uh, that is very regimented, very disciplined. Uh, they're going to come out. They're going to run a dive. They're going to run a quarterback keep. They're going to run a pitch. Marquette's got to stay disciplined here on defense in order to compete with this uh, Sheboygan North offense. I guess from what I talked to Coach Keith about, it's picture Brookfield Central, but they prefer to pitch the football. They're going to have two receivers to the left, one to the right. Burn the pistol formation, sends the man in motion. Goes across the formation, takes a snap, gives it to the up back. 
and I believe that is Logan Schwaller, and he gets a couple yards before being brought down about two yards short of the first down. Yeah, just a dive to the uh, fullback here. This is a ball-controlled offense. The, the, the thing for Sheboygan North, this offense is meant to sort of minimize uh, the talent gap between what they have here and what Marquette has on defense. Uh, third down and two coming up here. Third and two. They're going to bring the slot guys tight again. Uh, two receivers wide each, uh, one receiver wide each direction. Pistol formation for Burr. Sends a man in motion, takes a snap, gives it to the Fult. Not going to keep it. Pitches it to Nienhaus, and he gets pushed out of bounds. They are going to give him the first down. It's going to be first and ten Raiders. Yeah, you Going to keep you on your toes tonight, Evan, the way that they um, have practiced. You can tell that they're very efficient in running uh, both the dive, the quarterback, and the, and the pitch. And, you know, they do a good job of disguising that play when they're not actually giving it to the up back. So uh, hopefully that film that Marquette has watched, they're able to pick up on some um, little details, little tendencies that, that Sheboygan North has as far as what is the down and distance where they expect to uh, expect to give it? When's the, when do they expect to pitch it? There was a hold on the Raiders. They're going to back it up 10 yards and do third down again. It's 10.37 to go here in this first quarter. And the, the Raiders have a holding penalty that puts them on the other side of the sticks, a place they do not like to be as a team that runs the ball 77% of the time. Burr in the pistol formation. Un takes the snap. Looks to throw the football, has time, throws it down the field, and it's going to be intercepted by Nick Womack. He goes up and takes the football away from Vince Neinheit, and it's going to be first and ten, Hilltopper. Picture perfect defense there uh, by Womack, starting cornerback all year long. Uh, coming down the right, the offense is right sideline. You could just tell it's not a place they're comfortable being. You know, in the shotgun, third and long, that's not where their comfort zone is. Marquette took advantage of that. High point, he was double covered on that. Womack had safety help over the top, went up, picked it off. Marquette takes over, two receivers to the right, one to the left. Dorley getting the first carry as a tailback here for the Hilltoppers. Expect some PRB as well. Takes a snap, looks to throw the football, throws it deep down to Russell. He's got to stop caught and he's brought down at the 10 yard line big catch by Russell and it's going to be first and goal at the 10 for the Hilltoppers and they're quick to the line of scrimmage as they're having their no hutter offense here same formation Dorley to the left of McDevitt Peyton Roby Brown in the slot to the right Russell out wide left Hoff into the right, send PRB in motion, takes the snap, looks to throw, going to keep it, and he's going to get sacked for a few-yard loss. It's going to be second down and goal from the 11. Yeah, going back to that first play, just right off the uh, right off the bat, they go to the fade, take advantage of their big, tall receiver, Cam Russell. Uh, nice uh, scramble there by McDevitt. Here comes uh, second second down. Second and 11. They put start Peyton Roby Brown to the left of the formation this time. Dorley to the left of McDevitt. Claps his hands. Gets the football. Gives it to Dorley. Goes up the middle. Off the right. He gets a nice gain. Going to be tackled at the 6-yard line. Going to be third and goal. Correction at the 5. Just a zone right play. Uh, Dorley there made a nice play. Hurdling uh, a defender there from uh, Sheboygan North. But uh, let's see what Marquette comes out here with third and about four. Uh, goal to go. Same formation for the Hilltoppers. Hoffman Russell out wide. 
Roby Braun in the slot to the left, Dorley to the left of McDevitt. McDevitt takes the snap, gets it to Dorley up the middle. He is in. Touchdown, Hilltopper, Toppers, Jack Dorley. Five-yard touchdown run to put the Hilltoppers up six to nothing. Yeah, just a, a straight lead play. The tight end ducks inside over on the left side, leading the way for Dorley uh, for a four-yard, basically untouched four-yard touchdown run. That's his second uh, touchdown on the season. You asked how uh, Marquette would replace Tommy Novotny. Well, uh, there's one way. Get big old Jack Dorley in there to run for a touchdown. Eric Schmidt in for the extra point. Has one miss all season long. Kick is away, and it is good. 9.04 to go here in the first quarter at 7 nothing Hilltoppers. We're going to leave it here when, and uh, have some PSAs we have to do now that we're in playoff football from the WIAA. And it's time to join the Buckle Up Phone Down movement. The Wisconsin Department of Transportation challenges all Wisconsin drivers to put safety first by taking the two most important actions to prevent or survive a crash. Use your seatbelt on every trip and put down the phone when driving. Buckle up and phone down on every trip, every time. Eric Schmidt in for the kickoff here once again. Last one was a touchback. I'm expecting more of the same, but you never know. Marquette lines up for the kickoff all down in their three-point stances, waiting for the whistle to blow. The whistle is blown in. Schmidt begins his approach. The kick is away, and it's going to be into the end zone once again. Another touchback, and the Raiders will be starting out at their own 20-yard line. Thank you to Gruber Law Offices for being the presenting sponsor of High School Sports on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Gruber Law Offices has been serving our community for over 35 years, and they are proud to be a part of the city of Milwaukee. Let's go, Defense comes out here with the uh, defensive line that started all year. Silent G, Pelly Orbani, Tate Kowalik, and Cole Fisher there uh, on the three-man defensive line. Twins right, one receiver left. A wing sends the man in motion, takes the snap, gives it to the fullback, and... Fullback fights his way to about the 25-yard line. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call the winning team at Gruber Law Offices, and they will take care of you. They're there to help you 24-7. have been serving Wisconsin for over 35 years. Make one call, that's all, at 414-276-6666 or visit gruber-law.com. It's going to be second and six for the Raiders. They break the huddle. Raiders slowing things down a little bit after the Hilltoppers no huddle. Have the two wings close to the offensive line again. Burr in a pistol formation. Takes the snap. Gives it to the... Going to keep it. Pitches it to the motion back. And he gets maybe a yard before being brought down. And we have a penalty flag down. In, kind of hard to tell what this is going to be. It's in the area of holding and also in the area of a face mask. You're going to see a lot of different players for Sheboygan North get the ball tonight. They have uh, three or four players here uh, with a few hundred yards each rushing this season. So that goes towards their uh, their rushing abilities and their dedication to the run. Here looks like we have a, a penalty against the Hilltoppers, Evan. Five-yard face mask on the Hilltoppers. Make it up five yards. Going to be enough for the first down. It's going to be first and ten at the 
31-yard line of the Raiders, as I said, it was in the area of holding or face mask because of how late the flag was thrown is why I thought face mask. Eye formation in the pistol, get, fakes the handoff, going to keep it, and he gets brought down after a couple yards. Burr gets to about the 35-yard line before he gets brought down. And, uh, yeah, Burr is uh, one of their two quarterbacks here along with Mac Olson. Uh, Burr on the season has three rushing touchdowns. Uh, that run right there puts him over 100 yards for the season rushing the ball. Burr gets the play from the sidelines, comes in huddle, gives the play. You also you mentioned Mac Olson, Max Olson, and also Tyler Conrad are other guys that have played quarterback this year for this team. Single back formation. Two receivers left, two to the right. Burr in the pistol. Takes the snap, gives it to the fullback, and he goes nowhere as Cole Fisher shuts it down, and that's going to be a loss of the couple, it looks like. They're going to give him no gain, and it's going to be third and five. And, and that's the fullback number two, Logan Schwaller. He's the one that lines up directly behind the quarterback in the three-point stance. Uh, he's the dive man. He's their leading rusher on the season with over 500 yards rushing. Uh, here, uh, though, Luke Fisher was ready for the challenge. Uh, I'll explain a little bit about how you go about defending this veer option uh, when we come back in a minute. Same formation. The numbers are hard to read. Sends the man in motion. Doing a hard count here. Takes a snap. Going to keep it. Pitches it to Hamilton. And Hamilton's going to lose a couple yards. It's going to bring up fourth and seven. And I'm mentioning about the numbers for the Raiders. It's a gold on white. And it is hard to see from the press box. But we're going to do our best during the game to get you the appropriate player identification. And they're going to have their hands full with uh, Mitchell Nigro there coming off the edge. They're trying to run away from him. I don't know if that's the best way to go about def uh, blocking Mitchell Nigro there. He almost caught the quarterback there on that option from behind uh, and disrupted the pitch. So uh, that was a loss of about three there. Let's see if they uh, take an extra blocker to block Mitchell Nigro. He's going to be a headache for them all night. Monreal back to field this punt, sending a man in late as the Raiders. They were down one person. Conrad back the punt. At least I believe... Hilltoppers look like they're going to send the house here. Takes the snap, low kick, and it's going to, his knee touched the ground, and it's going to be first and 10. Yep, his knee was down. It's going to be first and 10 at the 21-yard line of the Raiders. Great field position here for the Hilltoppers. Yeah, just a mental error there for um, the Sheboygan North punter. Uh, low snap, uh, but you're, you're taught you cannot get that knee on the ground. This isn't like the NFL where if you're, no, you're not touched by an opponent, once your knee is down, you're down, whether you're a receiver, uh, running back, quarterback, or in this case, punter. So great field position here for Marquette starting on the 20-yard line. Two receivers to the right. Cam Russell by himself to the left. Dorley to the right of McDevitt. McDevitt claps the hand, gets the football, fakes the handoff, looks to throw, has time, throws it across the middle, caught! Peyton Roby Brown down at the one-yard line, 20-yard strike to bring up first and goal for the Hilltoppers. Just ran a skinny post out of the uh, slot there, have him on the right side, runs a post, stops him about two feet shy of the end zone. Great catch. Same formation, just flipped Dorley to the left of McDevitt. 
Claps the hands, gets the football, gives it, going to keep it, and he's going to go in. Peter McDevitt, one-yard touchdown run on the zone read to put the Hilltoppers up 13 to nothing with 5-10 to go here in the first quarter. We talked about uh, Sheboygan North and how, you know, their ball control and how they're trying to hide the ball. Well, Peter McDevitt there did a great job of faking that um, that zone read uh, to Dorley, kept it, went to his left right over uh, left tackle Mike Nolan, untouched. That's uh, uh, Peter's fourth rushing touchdown of the year to go along with now 185 yards. Schmidt in for the extra point. Snap is away. The kick is up, and it is good. With 5-10 to go here in the first quarter, it's Hilltoppers 14, Raiders nothing. We'll be back in 30 seconds. This is Hilltopper football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. Hi, this is Rick Schmidt, CEO of C.G. Schmidt. For over 100 years, our family company has been creating exceptional facilities that improve the lives of others. We provide professional construction management services and have a passion for building and improving our communities here in Milwaukee and throughout the state. We are honored to be a longtime builder and supporter of Marquette University High School and are proud to sponsor Hilltoppers Football. Learn more about us and our construction services at cgschmidt.com. Good luck to the Hilltoppers. From C.G. Schmidt. We are back with more Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Now back to Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask in the broadcast booth. Med kicks it to about the one-yard line fielded by the Raiders, and the returner goes down trying to make a cut, and if he doesn't go down, we have the potential for a big return, but... Looks like it was Logan Schwaller went down. Yeah, it just looks like he hit a slippery spot there on Hard Park Field right around the 15-yard line, though. But that right side was opening up. Uh, Marquette's got to make some changes there on the kickoff coverage unit. Uh, that right side was open. So let's uh, count our blessings there on that slip and fall and, and move forward from there. But the defense has been uh, very, very good so far uh, to start up this game as it has been for the majority of the season. Let's see how they do here. Schwaller behind Burr at fullback. Burr at the quarterback position in the pistol formation. Sends the man in motion. Gives it to the, going to keep it. And he's going to gain about four, about four yards before being brought down. Really good play fake by the quarterback so far. He, he has been. And, and we talked about the, the discipline on defense. Essentially, you're taking your nose guard uh, and your two middle backers. Those guys are focusing on the dive man, the, the fullback that's in the backfield. You take your two defensive ends there um, that are usually either head up or just inside shoulder of the offensive tackles. Uh, they will uh, attack the quarterback in that option along with some help from the safeties who are reading quarterback to pitchman. And then your overhangs, uh, Josh Knacker and Mitchell Nigro have the pitchman if it comes to that. Time. So if everyone does their responsibility, uh, it's an easy offense to stop. Pistol formation for Burr, takes the snap, gives it to the fullback this time, and he hits the hole hard, but nowhere to go after gaining about two yards before being brought down. And that was a tackle there by uh, senior captain Nate 
Schramm, and that's a battle. Those two are uh, are men. Logan Schwaller, the fullback for uh, Sheboygan North, and the middle linebacker, Nate Schramm there. Every time uh, they've met there, and they're coming right up the gut here, right up the middle of the two-way gaps, uh, Schramm and him are having a collision. The Raiders break the huddle. It's going to be third and about one from the 25-yard line. One receiver left, one to the right, wing back to the left, and a traditional eye formation with a running back behind the fullback. Going to keep it this time, and he fights his way, gets enough for the first down, tackled about the 29-yard line. And Burr is the type of quarterback at 6'5". At that situation, he can just fall forward and get that first down. Yeah, nice play from the uh, secondary coming up to make the tackle. Murphy Monreal from a safety position. Uh, the two safeties uh, in Marquette's defense, uh, they've got to do a good job. They've got to be run-first players when you're playing a veer option team or a run-heavy uh, offense like we're seeing tonight. Those safeties have to be actively involved uh, in the run defense. Murphy did a good job there. Do got to be uh, aware of that potential post route, though, if you suck them in too much, a receiver trying to get behind them. Back to the pistol formation, takes a snap. Going to keep it, and he is going to go nowhere. He's going to lose a couple yards. That option was broken up before it could even develop into anything as the Hilltoppers read that one beautifully. Yeah, that was a nice job there by Tate Kowalik, number 95, defensive end for Marquette. Uh, he made first contact there, and Schramm came over and uh, with the gang tackling cleaned up the mess. Luke Fugman in for Silent G at the moment. Luke Rex, as you call him, he got quite a bit of playing time when Tate Kowalik was down with a knee injury, and he played fairly well in that action, uh, 28 tackles on the season. Going to be one receiver left, one to the right, two wings. Burr sends a man in motion, takes a snap, going to keep it and go off the right end, and he's going to get a couple yards before being brought down. The ball comes out. And they're going to say it was out, and it's going to be recovered by the Hilltoppers. As of right now, the officials are going to discuss, and yes, they're going to give it to the Hilltoppers. Second turnover of the game for the Raiders, and it's going to be first and 10 at the 32-yard line for the Hilltoppers. Yeah, Blake Burr, the quarterback for Sheboygan North. Uh, you got to give him credit for fighting hard and trying to get the extra yards there. Um, but Marquette was ripping for the ball. We coached that. We coached turnovers and practice there. The ball was ripped out, and P.J. O'Brien jumped on the fumble. Uh, Marquette football. Shotgun formation, two receivers right to the left. Dorley to the right of the quarterback. Sends PRB in motion, takes a snap, gives it to Dorley up the middle. Had the hole, gets to the 20, gets to the 10, 5, and he gets brought down at the 4. Big run by Dorley, going to set up first and goal. That was uh, easily Dorley's longest run of the of the season. He comes up uh, hobbling a little bit. They're going to uh, probably send Hansbro in, is my guess, or maybe shift PRB back into the backfield. Uh, it looks like that's what they're doing, taking PRB, who has been a running back as a freshman and sophomore, playing receiver this year. Uh, but they shift him into the backfield. There should be no hiccup here. Two receivers out to the right. Hoffman and Russell takes a snap, gives it to PRB, off the left end, and he is in, untouched, for a touchdown from five yards out. And it's going to be a 20-nothing Hilltoppers with 1.24 to go here in this first quarter. Just a stretch play to the left and we talked about the speed of Tommy Novotny uh, and 
PRB got some too. PRB is equally just <laughs> as fast as Tommy is. Uh, those two back there, different body types a little bit, but PRB is just as fast as Tommy. And we saw it there, stretch play off the left side. Not much for blocking, just used his speed, got the ball, uh, and tucked it inside the, the uh, pylon. Kick is away, and it is good. It's 21-0 with a minute 24 here to go in the first quarter. When you're faced with a challenge, how you respond determines the real winners. Rural Mutual believes there's something more important than just winning or losing a game. They believe that the team, school, and fans who support their athletes with dignity and class are the true champions. Rural Mutual is the proud sponsor of the WIAA Rural Mutual Insurance Sportsmanship Award since it started in 1965. From football to volleyball to soccer to tennis, the award recognizes more team sportsmanship. More than team sportsmanship. It recognizes that sportsmanship matters in your community as well. Visit ruralmutual.com slash WIAA and see how our team and your community can work together to be true champions. Schmidt in for the kickoff, runs up to the ball, kick it away, and that's going to be fielded in the end zone for a touchback in high school rules if the ball is in the end zone at all. It's an automatic touchback, so it's going to be first and 10 at the 20 for the Raiders. Up 21 nothing here with just over a minute left in the first quarter. And you talked about how, how do you replace a Jack Hart or a Tommy Novotny. Well, because of some of the lopsided scores in Marquette's victory, the, the second half, especially third quarter, you get a lot of playing time out of some of these number two, number three uh, reserve players. And um, that's done for a reason, not just to get you know the starters off the field, but to get those guys reps, to get them game action so that if somebody goes down, it's the next man up. Here comes Marquette out on defense again. Two receivers out to the left, twins formation there, one receiver to the right, fullback direct behind Burr. He's going to keep it, pitches it at the last second, and it looks like Schwaller is going to get about three or four before being brought down. Dragged down there by Evan Meyer. He's in there um, at that middle linebacker position, giving Schramm. Uh, a break this series. Uh, he's been uh, in the mix inside backer, outside backer. Uh, he's only a junior too, so we're going to see a lot of him next year as he develops into that starting role um, as Schramm and Roeder both graduate from those middle linebacker positions. We're under a minute to go here in the first quarter. Hilltoppers up 21 to nothing. Going to have receiver to the left and to the right and two wings in there right by the offensive tackles. Burr sends a man in motion, takes a snap. Going to keep it, find the lane, and he's going to get about four more yards to bring up third and about one. And we, we talked about these third down situations. They, they, the defensive backs from Marquette can't fall asleep. We mentioned Womack had the interception earlier. P.J. O'Brien, the other corner, had the fumble recovery. Uh, and we talked about Murphy Monreal and Ryan Tomlinson, the safeties. It's down like this. Uh, uh, you got to be aware, although it's third and short, uh, they can't fall asleep because, as you mentioned, they could come with a pop over their head. Here comes third down. I formation, Hamilton at the tailback position out of pistol. There gets a snap, fakes a handoff, and they're going to be short by a few yards, loss of about two or three, and it's going to be fourth down for the uh, Raiders. 
And that's going to bring us to the end of the first quarter after one. It's 21 to nothing, Hilltoppers. And we come back, it'll be fourth down. This is Hilltopper football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch every day. Market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Nothing like Friday Night Lights on the Gridiron. You are listening to Marquette Hilltoppers Football, presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Live from the broadcast booth, here is Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask. Second quarter here at the C.G. Schmidt broadcast booth here at Hart Park. Level 1 action of WIAA State Playoffs. Germantown beat Milwaukee King 15-9 in Level 1 action in Division 2. They... They move on to play the winner of Beaver Dam and Slinger. And the winner of this game, that with the Hilltoppers up 21-0, plays the winner of Bayport and Milwaukee Riverside. The snap is away. The kick is away. High punt, and it's going to be fielded by Monrio at the 41-yard line. Cuts it back, cuts it back again, gets to the 50, and runs out of bounds at the 45. He faked to the right, faked to the left, then went right again to get those yards. Yeah, and when he's got his big returns this year, it's always been on that right return. They try to set up a wall along that right sideline. Nice job. See a couple nice blocks out there um, by the punt return team, including uh, number 78 uh, just called up to the uh, varsity squad. And that's uh, freshman Tommy Ratnayaka. So good job seeing him out there contributing on special teams as well. Two receivers to the right, one to the I mean, two receivers to the left, one to the right. PRB in the backfield to the right of McDevitt. McDevitt sends PRB in motion, and we're going to have a flag down, and it's going to be on the Hilltoppers, more than likely. Yep. Just going to be a fl- Looks like some, some confusion there on the offensive third. nine. Offensive lineman there, I don't think had. The snap countdown, they were not all on the same page, resulting in that uh, five-yard penalty there for a false start. Callum is in at the slot receiver position for PRB, who's in the backfield for Dorley. McDevitt takes the snap, looks to throw. Plenty of time, throws it deep to Hoffman. Hoffman's going for it, and he's going to be out of bounds, incomplete. He caught the football, but unfortunately he was not able to get a foot down and he kind of ran out of side uh, field there going up the sideline. Yeah, they, they had him on a fade route similar to the one that uh, Cam Russell got open for on the first play, offensive play of the game there. He was hand battling with the cornerback. It was very impressive to see the way that he came down with the ball. Fortunately, just a step or two out of bounds. You mentioned uh, Callum. That's Callum Ferber that's out in the slot. He, he led the uh, JV squad in receiving this year, and he's called up to varsity as well. well he checks out as Dorley comes back in. Takes a snap, looks to throw. He's going to keep it up the middle to the 40, and he's going to get brought down about the 37-yard line before he's brought down. I just want to go back to that last play. If uh, McDevitt puts it more towards the numbers rather than the sideline, that's going to be a big catch by Hoffman. So probably something to go back to a little bit later. 
Going to be trips to the left. Dorley in the back to the left of McDevitt. Showing blitz, takes a snap, and uh, the blitzer blows it up, and they're going to stop them short of the first down. It's going to be fourth and one. Just trying to short dive play wedge, we call it, where all the offensive linemen will step inside, try to form uh, a snowplow, a wedge, uh, just to get uh, a few yards here. The uh, Sheboygan North defenders were ready for it. They had, uh, let's see, at least five, as they have now five guys up on the line of scrimmage playing the short yardage defense. Yeah, the blitzer uh, was able to get through there and blow it up. We'll see what happens this time. Two receivers left, one to the right. Dorley to the left of the quarterback, takes a snap, gets it to Dorley up the middle, and he's got the first down easily, fighting his way inside the 35. They're going to give him the 34-yard line, 33-yard line, and it's going to be first and 10, Hilltopper. Yeah, Dorley just got behind that big offensive line, specifically left tackle Mike Nolan starting for the injured Jack Hart tonight. Good job there by Nolan uh, pushing the pile forward. Two receivers, right one to the left. Dorley switches to the right of McDevitt. Devitt takes the snap, low snap, catches it, throws it. Caught by PRB. Going to cut, gets to the 25, and pushed out of bounds at the 20. Going to give him the 19-yard line, it looks like. Another first down Hilltoppers. Not the prettiest of throws, but got there. Uh, PRB made a guy miss. Uh, able to pick up another first down there. He's showing off his speed, uh, his elusiveness on the field with the opportunities in the backfield tonight. He's going to move to the backfield this time. We're going to have three receivers to the left. Jude Ballinger and Will Grellinger out to the left. Hoffman to the right. Takes the snap. Pitches it to PRB. And he's going to be blown up immediately as they did not get the edge defender on that play. And it's going to be a big loss. Going to bring up second and long. Yeah, number 55 there for the Raiders. Uh, that was uh, Ben Carl. He uh, stepped up from his outside linebacker position. Just a missed block there by Grellinger. He's able to blow up the play in the backfield. Dorley back in at running back for the Hilltoppers. Two receivers right, one to the left. McDevitt moves, moves Ballinger to the other side in the wing H-back type position. Claps the hands, gets the football, rolls to his right, looking to throw, has time, throws it down the field, and it's incomplete. Hoffman had it for a minute, then dropped it. Going to be third and 14 for the Hilltoppers. And it would have been a tough catch again, tiptoeing the sideline. Maybe he's thinking in his head, last time I missed by a, a shoestring, trying to get his feet in here and lost concentration on the ball. Would have been a, a pretty great catch. Thing to note, though, is number 55 again. Uh, Carl came out there. He was out in the flat. Uh, he's all over the field for Sheboygan North defense tonight. Trips to the left. Russell out wide. Hoffman in the slot. PRB the close slot, and they're going to put Dorley to the left of the quarterback. Claps the hands, gets the football, fakes the handoff, looks to throw deep down the field, and it's wow. caught. They gave it to him, caught by Jude Ballinger. 25-yard touchdown catch, his first of the season. Puts the Hilltoppers up 27 to nothing with 9-14 to go here in the second, second quarter. Spectacular catch by Jude Ballinger, the junior tight end out of St. Jude's in Wauwatosa, twisting, turning uh, to get that football, was turned the wrong way, spun him around, made a great athletic catch there. What a play there uh, for Marquette to go up by four scores. Schmidt in for the extra point. The hold is down, the kick is away, and it is good 
with 9.14 to go here in the second quarter. It's Hilltoppers 28, Raiders nothing. We're going to step away for 30 seconds. When we come back, we'll see how the Raiders respond here. This is Hilltopper football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. High school, the most formative years of your son's life. At Marquette University High School, our Jesuit education will shape your son's identity, mind, heart, and soul. Our graduates are more likely to excel in college, earn an advanced degree, and learn defining personal values. The result of our transformational education? Transformed lives. Learn more at muhs.edu. We are back with more Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Now back to Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask in the broadcast booth. And the, re- the returner fighting his way to about the 21-yard line. That was number 21, Vince Nienheis on the return. Nice tackle there by John Ingram, uh, the senior defensive back, uh, one of the special teams leaders out there along with Joey Spano. But uh, flying down from his gunner position was Engram, making a nice tackle, wrapping him up, getting low, uh, putting them in a tough position there, starting out at about the uh, 20, 21 yard line. Give me first and 10 Raiders at their own 21 yard line. They've had to, well, they had an interception, a punt that wasn't because the knee was down, a fumble. And then another punt so far in their offensive possessions. Burr sends a man in motion, takes the snap, pitches it to the Nienhouse. Nice, and he gets tackled immediately. Nienhouse gets tackled maybe a yard game before being brought down. First time we saw that play, but it's another aspect of that veer option, just a a dead pitch to one of the wingmen uh, coming left. There's not going to be much... Uh, blocking out there out of this offense, just the uh, the receiver that's out there. So they're trying to use his speed to get to the outside. Their uh, Tomlinson came up from the secondary to make the tackle for a gain of about two. Neen Heist, 375 yards on the ground coming into this game with six touchdowns. Burr in the pistol formation. Hilltopper showing blitz. Send him up the Niger up the middle. Rolls to his right, throws it, and it's going to be incomplete. Good coverage there by Tomlinson. Incomplete attempted to Hamilton. Yeah, and we talked about Marquette not falling asleep when they do come out and pass that uh, 23% of the time that you talked about. And uh, Knacker had nice coverage on the uh, running back out in the flat. Um, That was their tight end that you saw running the seam route. Uh, covered by Tomlinson, and Monreal was there as well. So they had that nicely covered with their uh, with their two cornerbacks running with the number ones on the outside. The Raiders come out of the huddle, 28-0 Hilltoppers, 8-19 to go here in the second quarter. Going to have two receivers to the left, the wing to the right with the receiver, takes the snap, looks to throw again, under duress, throws it, intercepted by Tomlinson. He's going to get to the 30, 20, 15, 10, touchdown! Touchdown, Hilltoppers! 38-yard interception return for touchdown to put the Hilltoppers up 34 to nothing. And they try that same seam route 
Tomlinson was there and ready. He was able to step in front of the receiver, make the interception, and you could just see, I don't know if you saw on the far sideline, you got Josh Knacker, uh, the outside linebacker, waving Tomlinson, come my way, come my way, uh, setting up the blocking scheme for that uh, about 35-yard interception return. Great play by Tomlinson, special moment. His dad is a defensive line coach uh, on this varsity staff. What a great moment for the Tomlinson family. Schmidt in for the extra point, and it is good. We're going to leave it here and want to let everybody know that Melk has been building champions for centuries. Why? Research showed that real milk builds pre-game muscle, and low-fat chocolate milk restores post-game muscle for athletes like few other beverages. That's why pro football players know they're going to need milk to fuel their performance. Learn their inspiring stories at GonnaMeanMilk.com, brought to you by Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. And it's going to be a running clock here after the kickoff by Schmidt, who's at the far left hash near the Raiders sideline. 35-0 Hilltoppers. Why, it's going to be a running clock. Anytime it gets above 35 after the first quarter, it's a running clock. Neen, Neen Heist back to return this kick. Two of them have been returnable. One was close, but his foot was in the end zone. We'll see what this kick looks like for Schmidt. I think his leg might be getting tired of all these kickoffs. Kick is away, low kick, going to bounce, go over the head and into the end zone. It's going to be a touchback, and it's going to be first and 10 Raiders. That's a 20. I don't know if that was intentional, sort of a line drive squib kick there, but uh, with his strong leg still uh, far enough to get into the end zone after it hopped off the hands of one of the uh, Sheboygan North return men. I think uh, Schmidt wants halftime more than anybody here to rest a little bit. That leg's got to be so sore. I, I was down there talking <laughs> to him uh, before the game, and uh, he didn't want to talk as much about himself about his younger brother, who's in eighth grade. They've got their final Junior Hilltoppers game tomorrow, so uh, he's excited he'll be there, and his brother will be up uh, as a freshman uh, next year. So excited to have another Schmidt join the uh, Marquette family. Trips to the left, sends a man in motion across the formation, takes a snap, gives it to Schwaller, and he's going to get a couple yards before being brought down. Maybe a gain of about three. Yeah, swallowed up there by uh, Cole Fisher, the uh, the senior, or I'm sorry, the junior defensive end for Marquette. Uh, just a nice play off the end, uh, wrapping up the uh, player for Sheboygan. Just taking a look Schwaller here. Schwaller with the ball. Schwaller carrier. was the uh, the fullback on the play. Twins to the left. One receiver out wide to the right. Uh, close uh, slot, almost more of a wing uh, to the right as well. Burr takes a snap, going to get fake the handoff, pitches it to Hamilton, and Hamilton gets to about the 25-yard line before getting a big hit and brought down. Yeah, coming up on that uh, pitch man was Tomlinson again. He's having his best game of the season for sure, um, not just because of the pick six, but uh, he's really been doing a good job along with Murphy coming up and playing, uh, reading from that quarterback in, reading out to the pitch man and helping out wherever his teammates need it. Just a great uh, overall uh, defensive scheme here by uh, Coach Becker here, the defensive coordinator for Marquette. Going to make a trip to the left, one receiver to the right, Schwaller directly behind the quarterback, Burr. 
takes the snap, looks to throw, under pressure, throws it, tipped in the air twice and falls incomplete, but we have a flag down for unnecessary roughness on Womack. The ball there was tipped twice by uh, Josh Knacker. Uh, tipped once, up in the air, tipped again. Almost could have been picked off by Womack, but he was keying in on the receiver coming up uh, and made a nice hit on him. Unfortunately, uh, called a late hit there by officials, and that was on number, I think, 21 for Sheboygan. Uh, that is Vince uh, Neinheis. Uh, he's still down on the field. So they're tending to him. We're going to add 15 yards to this penalty here. A personal foul on the Hilltoppers. And to keep in mind for Womack, that's number one personal foul on him. Does not want to get a second one. Halftime guest today, you're going to hear Alex Telez's interview with cross-country coach for Marquette, Dan Clearly. Hear that interview. Stay for halftime and hear that interview um, in its entirety coming up in about 5 minutes and 40 seconds. Clock is running here at Hart Park. It's going to be first and 10 from the 40-yard line. Best spot they've been in offensively all game so far. And that's thanks to a 15-yard penalty. Going to be two receivers each way for the Raiders. Burr and the pistol. Schwaller directly behind him. Takes the snap, looks to throw, screen pass, caught by Schwaller, but it gets brought down quickly as linebacker Josh Knacker with the tackle. He sniffed that one out beautifully along with Kowalik, and that's going to be a loss of two. They just tried to set up a simple uh, slow screen left here, did uh, Sheboygan North, and they weren't fooled. The Marquette defense, Knacker was waiting, as you mentioned. Um, uh, Kowalik there. Uh, was able to uh, make the play, but Knacker's the one that defended the the potential uh, receiver on that play, really making the play. Going to be the same formation. Hamilton in the slot to the left. One of their typical ball carriers sends him in motion, takes a snap, pitches it to Hamilton to the right, and he is brought down after a loss of one. Going to be third down and very long for the Raiders. Just to go back to that uh, that penalty, it, it was nice to see 21 uh, Ninehouse just get up, up off the field, walk off under his own power, or probably take a couple plays off. Looked like he's uh, just fine. Here, uh, they're, they're trying uh, to run away from Mitchell Nigro here. Josh Knacker has been more than up for the challenge there on the other side uh, and uh, continues to make tackle after tackle here, play after play. Going to be third and 13 for the Raiders here. Position they don't like being in is they don't throw the ball very often. Going to have two receivers out wide. The uh, One receiver out wide to each of the formation. Wings the other spot. Going to give the handoff to Schwaller. And he's going to get a nice carry to about the 45-yard line to make it fourth and five. You can see why he's their leading rusher here. When he gets his shoulder, he starts off in that three-point stance, so he's got his shoulders low. He's not really reading at all. That position and coming forward that quickly, you're not reading like you would if you're running back in a zone scheme like Marquette has. He's coming downhill. He's coming downhill hard. He's trying. He's looking for contact here. Um, and for the most part, Marquette's been up to the challenge here, bringing up a fourth and about five here. Raiders keep the offense on the field. They are going to be going for it, going trips to the right. One receiver to the left. Burr continuing to be in that pistol formation, about three yards behind the center. Takes the snap, looks to throw, throws an out route, and he's going to get tackled immediately 
two yards shy of the first down by P.J. O'Brien, and it's going to be first and 10 Hilltoppers with 2.45 to go here in the second quarter. Quarterback's got to be aware of down and distance. When it's fourth and five, it really makes no sense to run a two-yard out pattern. He did have his number one receiver on the outside running. He looked to have a step there with Monreal coming over the top uh, to have to defend that um, wide receiver from a safety position here. He, he chose the two-yard out, and Marquette rallied, made the tackle. First down, Marquette on offense. Empty backfield for the Hilltoppers. Three to the right, two to the left. McDevitt looks over the defense. Claps the hands, gets the football, looks to throw, throws it across the middle, caught by Grellinger, and he gets to the 42-yard line before being brought down. Two minutes to go here now before halftime, and they're going to be quick to the line of scrimmage. Going to move PRB to the backfield, two receivers left, one to the right. McDevitt looking over the defense, sends a man in motion, takes the snap, looks to throw, throws it to off the hands of the receiver. I don't know if it was going for Russo and we had two receivers in the same area or what that was. That was uh, the sophomore there, uh, Ferber. He was just running a quick out pattern and they had uh, Russell going over the top. I'm not sure if there was some confusion there, but uh, came off of Ferber's hands for the in incompletion. They were very close to one another is why I was thinking there might have been confusion. The PRB goes to the slot to the left with Russell Hoffman to the right. Dorley checks in the game, takes the snap, fakes the handoff, throws a slant to Hoffman, and he gets enough for the first down. It's going to be first and 10 Hilltoppers at the 34-yard line, and we have a timeout for the Hilltoppers. Tonight's broadcast booth is sponsored by C.G. Schmidt, a proud Marquette University High School supporter. C.G. Schmidt is your trusted building partner for over 100 years. Learn more at cgschmidt.com. And Joe, I'm wondering, guessing that the play we had a couple plays before this, where we had Ferber and Russell pretty much on top of each other, being a sophomore, I wonder how much of that is just his inexperience. Uh, well, that plays a part of it. Ferber's, though, been uh, practicing with the varsity all season long. As I mentioned, he led the uh, JV squad in rece receptions. He led them in punt return yardage. Um, so he's used to being on the field. He's used to having the ball in his hands. In, in fact, he's, we've seen him at the uh, mop-up duties in some other games. So, uh, But you do have to, you know, in these big lights and, and playoff atmosphere, you know, the, the senior leadership has to come out. My guess is he just went too deep. Right. Because I'm guessing he was going for Russell there. Two receivers left, one to the right. McDevitt claps the hands, fakes the handoff, looks to throw. Throws it deep to Russell. Going to have a play on it. And we have a flag down. But it's going to be a touchdown right now. Hilltoppers. We'll see who the flag is on. It might be on Russell for a push-off. Yeah, it was a catch in the end zone. Just a fly route down the left sideline. But there was some uh, contact there on the back end. They're going to penalty flag on Russo. Pass interference. Pushed off. That's, a, that's the call. Going to say pushed off to get some separation there. And it's going to bring up second and 20. I think it's a 10-yard penalty. Second and 20 for the Hilltoppers. And we have a timeout for the Hilltoppers. We're going to leave it here. 49 seconds to go here before halftime. As I mentioned, uh, halftime. Stick around for the Hilltopper halftime show with Alex Telez as he's going to be interviewing Dan Clearly, 
the Marquette High Cross Country Coach at Marquette. And Marquette here, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of names in the second half. I know there were seven uh, sophomore JV call-ups, uh, five freshmen called up for the uh, for the playoffs. So we'll see if we get to see some new faces here uh, coming up in the second half. Shotgun formation for the Hilltoppers. Russell and Hoffman to the left. Close formation to the right. McDevitt takes the snap, fakes the handoff, throws it deep down the middle, but overthrows Hoffman to bring up second and 25. Clock still going as we are at a running clock here. And the Hilltopper sending a ball in from the sidelines. There's some heavy pressure there from Ben Basler, the outside linebacker here. See if they uh, keep a back end to help with the pressure on that PRB, outside backer. PRB checks in on the slot, Dorley to the left of the quarterback, takes the snap. Looks to throw down the field, plenty of time. Throws it deep to Russell again. Flag down, and that's going to be intercepted and pushed out of bounds inside the five-yard line. We have a flag in the backfield in the area of a hold. We'll see if that's what the call is. Looks like Marquette's sending their defense out onto the field there. Looks like uh, Marquette will send their defense out. The interception, again, he was trying that same fly pattern uh, to Cameron Russell there. There was much better coverage uh, and an over-the-shoulder interception there by Sheboygan North. We'll see if they get a playoff before the end of the first half. They're sending the defense back off the field now. So it might be on It might be on the, uh, the Raiders here. Yeah, it looks like the clock has is, is reached zero, so I don't know if they're going to give him an untimed down here from about the three-yard line. Legal hands to the face on the Raiders, so it's going to be a penalty on the Raiders. It's going to stay Hilltopper football, and as you mentioned, it's going to be second down. Second down. Yep, untimed down for the Hilltoppers, so my guess is a Hail Mary here. Well, the, the penalty, the ball brings it to about the 40, oh no, we're, we're at about the, trying to figure out where they're going to place the ball. When you get in this area, you never know, it could be uh, close enough for Eric Schmidt. I don't know, though, where they're going to be placing the ball. Probably too far. Well, correction, there'll be two seconds on the clock. Timeout Hilltoppers, their last of the half to stop the clock. And it's going to put them at the 39-yard line. And when you got Hoffman and Russell together on the left side of the formation, both receivers can go up and get the football. Dorley in the backfield to the quarterback's left. McDevitt's maybe they'll just try to draw him off. Pointing out Schmidt. the blitz, takes the yep. snap, fakes the handoff, looks to throw, has time, under some pressure now, throws it towards the end zone, deep, and it's going to be incomplete. And that's going to bring us to the end of the half. Some contact in the end zone, but not called. It's going to bring us to the end of the first half. After two quarters of football, it's Hilltoppers 35, Raiders nothing. When we come back, you're going to hear the halftime interview from Alex Tellez. This is Hilltopper Football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers Football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. 
only life had a remote control, you could pause or rewind. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. Take the one-minute risk test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. When you're high, you feel different. But if you feel different, you drive different. So don't drive high. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Mike Jerkin, founder of Magic Productions. We're a sound, video, and lighting production company based here in Milwaukee. Our creative team will help you take your event to the next level. Magic has become a go-to option for concerts, fundraisers, and corporate events around Milwaukee and the country. As a proud Marquette High alum, I'm thrilled to have Magic Productions sponsor Marquette Hilltoppers Football. Learn more how we can bring creativity, passion, professionalism, and expertise to your next event. Please visit magicpro.com. That's M-A-J-I-C-P-R-O.com. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out! What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at Interscholastic Athletic Events in Wisconsin. This message presented by the WIAA and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. Capital Insurance Agency in Brookfield is an independent, local, family-owned insurance broker that has been helping families and small businesses for 47 years. Capital Insurance's long-term customers are proof of their commitment to building relationships that last and are just not a transaction. The team at Capital Insurance takes pride in protecting you, your family, and your business. Contact Joe Sladke, a Marquette High class of 2009 graduate, as he and the staff at Capital Insurance are ready to assist you. Learn more at CapitalInsuranceWI.com. Get the truth and nothing but the truth with Sherwin Hughes every weekday from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. on 1017 FM, 1510 AM, WGKB Waukesha, and W269DL Milwaukee, a locally owned Good Karma brand station. It is halftime of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices. Now to Alex Tellez with your halftime Welcome to the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers Halftime Show on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. I am Alex Stiles here, joined by Dan Cleary. Dan is a Marquette University High School alum, math teacher, and head cross-country coach. How are you doing today, Dan? I'm doing great, Alex. Thanks for having me on uh, the Halftime Show. Yeah, I really appreciate it. You taking the time out of your day to do this. We could jump into this, and I will ask you a question I like to ask everyone here. Market High is known for academics and exceptional athletics. Why are athletics so important to a young student? Well, I think first and foremost, um, you know, these, these guys this age, they come out for sports because they want to do something uh, with their friends and, and they want to have fun. Um, so, you know, any extracurricular in sports especially – it allows the guys to connect with other students and classmates um, and work towards, you know, a common goal. And I think finally um, they want to do something that's challenging and provide them with a sense of accomplishment. 
Marquette High also has a reputation for growing young men as a whole student. How do you think the school's culture helps with this development? Oh, um, that's a good question. Um, I would say developing the whole student is is baked into almost everything we do at Marquette High. Uh, some of the things are super obvious, um, but I think there's many more imperceptible things that on their own we don't really recognize, but you start putting those things together and they have a, a, a big impact. I think some of the obvious things are our retreats, like our freshman retreat and sophomore retreat, and of course our Kairos for our seniors, some of the pastoral programs, uh, service, uh, our senior shared life project that we do with our seniors is a as a formative and and kind of life changing event for some guys, and, and of course the extracurriculars that are offered outside the classroom, uh, whether it's sports or or clubs. Um, but I think the less obvious things that kind of make up the special sauce that's Market High um, are things that that you don't see every day. Our our freshman small groups. Uh, we have a unique advising system here in which the students uh, choose their own faculty advisor. I think that's unique to any uh, from any school in the area. Um, certainly our support programs that are offered through our school counselors. Uh, we offer health and wellness programs. We had one just the other night here at school. Um, and then to activities that we do during the school day, like Topper Talks, where students gather to discuss topics and current events. All those things, you know, help these guys grow, not just academically, but in many other ways. Now, over the weekend, the cross-country team had an impressive and dominating performance while winning the conference meet, including tying a conference meet record for team point total. Can you discuss what that meant for you and the cross-country team? Yeah, that was uh, that was an exciting day for us. Um, you know, the boys have really grown together as a group this year, and especially over the past summer. Um, and that common mission and that teamwork was really evident in Saturday's race. I'm super proud of the boys uh, for their success, especially in that meet, and really happy for our four seniors, for Thomas Menifee and Will Kaler, Eli Bostrak, Matt Hayes. Um, those are the four-year guys. We have more than four seniors, but those are our four-year seniors. Uh, to win their first GMC title in seven years and tie a conference record, uh, in their senior season, that's that's a special moment for those guys. So that was a big accomplishment for us. To follow up on that, the team will now compete in sectionals this Saturday as a qualifier for state. Can you talk about you know the upcoming preparation for this Saturday? Yeah, um, you know, last week is certainly going to be a, a springboard into the sectional and a, and a real confidence builder for us. Um, but we know that you know racing 5K is a it's tough and it's it's tough physically and psychologically psychologically and emotionally um you know we know that we are going to have to to run our best uh on saturday uh to move on nothing nothing is automatic um but the boys have put together a really great season to this point and we feel like we have a solid foundation for saturday and if we execute our plan and and race the way we know we can and race with courage and tenacity uh, we should come out of that meet feeling really good about ourselves. Would we come back? I want to discuss the upcoming open house and a trip up north this summer. This is the Market University High School Hilltoppers pregame show on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. 
Looking for a place to meet up before or after the game? Less Lucky Town and Wauwatosa is the place to be. A community gathering place for almost 30 years. Less is also the perfect spot to grab a bite to eat and watch the game. Less is a proud supporter of Marquette High School Athletics. Check out their latest menu features and upcoming events at less.com. Less Lucky Town, 7208 State Street in Wauwatosa. Visit less.com. We put our lives on the line for our country. We braved the unknown. We did what we were told. And we lit up. Our cigarette packs were as valuable as the packs on our back. Maybe more. At one point, cigarettes were part of our daily ration. Smoke them if you got them. And boy, we were smoking them. Bumming a smoke was the norm. It was an escape from the reality of dirt, sweat, and forgetting how many days you were so far from home. Never had to worry so long as you had a light and the smoking lamp was lit. If that was you then, get your lungs screened now. Surviving lung cancer starts with a scan. Learn more at ScreenYourLungs.org. And thank you for your service. This PSA was made possible by industry funding and guidance from lung cancer patient groups. Hi, I'm Mike Jerkin, founder of Magic Productions. We're a sound, video, and lighting production company based here in Milwaukee. Our creative team will help you take your event to the next level. Magic has become a go-to option for concerts, fundraisers, and corporate events around Milwaukee and the country. As a proud Marquette High alum, I'm thrilled to have Magic Productions sponsor Marquette Hilltoppers Football. Learn more how we can bring creativity, passion, professionalism, and expertise to your next event. Please visit magicpro.com. That's M-A-J-I-C-P-R-O.com. This is Halftime of Marquette Hilltoppers Football presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Welcome back to the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers Halftime Show on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. I am Alex Lesnar, joined by Dan Cleary. Dan is a Marquette University High School alum, math teacher, and head cross-country coach. Now, Dan, you have also been very instrumental in cultivating the boys over time, including taking the team on a trip up north over the summer and leading a summer cross-country camp. Can you talk about what is so special about this cross-country team and the chemistry and bond between everyone? Yeah, that up north trip, that was, um, that was, that was pretty fun and um, kind of a, maybe a bucket list thing for me. But uh, one of our captains last spring, Jack Quiet, has a place near our, my family's place in northern Wisconsin. And we were ch- chatting a little bit in May, and he said, you know, Coach, wouldn't it be fun if, and he was thinking about bringing the team up, and I said, well, um, I think we can make that work. And one thing led to another, and uh, we were able to make that happen. Uh, The guys went up there. We enjoyed a few days of running and exploring and some water time, and and just unplugging from technology and and being together was was really fun. Um, You know, you, you mentioned the bond and chemistry between the guys, or any team that matter, it's 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 never just one thing, but always a series of, of little things. And I think the more common experiences that we can give these guys and and have them working together is really important. Um, you know, I think back all the way to last state meet, and I really think the catalyst for this year's success may have been on that day when our only senior Coleman Lentzi gathered the guys right before the state meet race and 
we had three freshmen and two sophomores and one junior and Coleman and and we were by far the youngest team at the meet and not a single guy had any state meet experience and and Coleman just sent this message of guys we've never been here before we're all in this together everything's going to be fine and I think on that day Coleman sent the message to those guys that they realized that they stuck together um, not only could they be good but they could be a special group. There's also an upcoming open house at Marquette High. Can you give us some information on when and where this is happening and what goes on at the open house? Yeah, the, the open house is, is a, an opportunity for us here at uh, Marquette High to kind of showcase our, our community and, and what we offer um, young men. Uh, it kicks off on Sunday with a, an optional 9 o'clock mass, and then at 10 o'clock the, the activities really get going. Uh, 10 o'clock on Sunday, we have school tours and, and all the clubs and the sports and the organizations uh, have exhibits. Uh, the academic departments uh, feature what they do. Um, I know if you come, you'll see the, the science department uh, is going to be making pancakes and, and doing some neat stuff. So uh, families can still register in advance, I think, through our website at muhs.edu. And I'm sure that walk-ins on the, on the same day are, are very welcome. So if you have a 6th, 7th, or 8th grade son, please consider attending the open house. Uh, I think you'll see the pride and enthusiasm that, uh, that we have for, for Marquette High. And I know this guy is working right now. I know this is a long answer. Um, Robert Tomlinson is a football and track coach, class 82, and he coined the for face scholarship and community. And Marquette High is so much more than just academics, and I think you'll see that at the open house. Final question for you here today. Thank you once again for taking the time out of your day to do this. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. This has been great. Dan, you are a proud Market High alum who chose to come back to the school to work. Can you just tell us, finally, what is so special about this school? Oh, there's so many things. Um, I'm going to go back to my friend uh, Robert Tomlinson's uh, tagline, that for faith, scholarship, and community, I think, really sums it up. Uh, these three ideals are equally important in how we strive to develop our students. Uh, we know that we're not only preparing the boys for college, but we're preparing them for life. Well, thank you, Dan, for coming on here today. Once again, really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this. This was awesome. Thank you, Alex. Go Hilltoppers. That was Dan Cleary. Dan is a Marquette University High School alum, math teacher, and head cross-country coach at Marquette High. I want to thank Dan again for taking the time out of his day to do this, as we are set to kick it right back to play-by-play hosts Evan Wittalison and Joe Damask, live from Hart Park for the call of tonight's game. This has been your Market University High School Halftime Show and the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Market Hilltoppers football is presented by Gruber Law Offices and sponsored by Capital Insurance Agency, Magic Productions, Anik Wealth Management, C.G. Schmidt, Left's Lucky Town, Liberty Engineering, and Marquette University High School. Capital Insurance Agency in Brookfield is an independent, local, family-owned insurance broker that has been helping families and small businesses for 47 years. Capital Insurance's long-term customers are proof of their commitment to building relationships that last and are just not a transaction. The team at Capital Insurance takes pride in protecting you, your family, and your business. Contact Joe Sladke, a Marquette High Class of 2009 graduate, as he and the staff at Capital Insurance are ready to assist you. Learn more at CapitalInsuranceWI.com. 
Hi, this is Rick Schmidt, CEO of CG Schmidt. For over 100 years, our family company has been creating exceptional facilities that improve the lives of others. We provide professional construction management services and have a passion for building and improving our communities here in Milwaukee and throughout the state. We are honored to be a longtime builder and supporter of Marquette University High School and are proud to sponsor Hilltoppers Football. Learn more about us and our construction services at cgschmidt.com. Good luck to the Hilltoppers from C.G. Schmidt. At Annex Wealth Management, we believe every portfolio tells a story. After all, we've analyzed thousands. Some reflect diligence and fortitude. Others, a mishmash of overlapping investments. When Annex reviews your portfolio, we spot what works, what might not, and then provide unbiased suggestions free from sales commissions. Every portfolio tells a story. Let's work on yours. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. As a fee-only fiduciary, that's our story. Head to AnnexWealth.com. We are back with halftime of Marquette Hilltoppers football, presented by Gruber Law Offices. Now, back to Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask in the broadcast booth. We are back here at the C.G. Schmidt broadcast booth here at Hart Park. The Hilltoppers will be getting the football to open up the second half here at Hart Park at the Hilltoppers up 35 to nothing. <laughs> Level one action here at Hart Park with the Hilltoppers leading. Um, other teams leading right now. Bayport's up 36-0 at the half over Milwaukee Riverside. The winner of that game, B. Bayport, will be taking on Marquette right here a week from tonight, assuming both scores hold. Fond du Lac leading Milwaukee Pulaski right now, and De Pere leading Milwaukee Marshall at the moment. Kimberly's up over Appleton North. Hamilton's up over Sun Prairie West. And Germantown beat Milwaukee King 15-9 earlier today, knocking out a one seed, which seems to be the theme of tonight as Milwaukee Marshall's in danger of losing. Milwaukee King lost. And it seems like the one seeds are in danger of losing tonight. Yeah, and of course we're in the playoffs now. You're taking every game at one at a time. Uh, there's still a f half a football left to play here tonight, but you're always keeping an eye on the scoreboard to see who you might be playing. And uh, right now, looks like we're gonna end up playing Bayport next week, uh, who have we've met in the playoffs a number of times before. Uh, this year, we're gonna get them at home, though. So yep. um, excited about that! And if the scores hold up and we're able to get past Bayport, then you know we're looking at a, a possible third home game here. Uh, at Hart Park in the playoffs. So yep. uh, scores are um, holding up now for these these top seeds, though, other than Milwaukee Marshall. Uh, so we're Kimberly is leading uh, on the other side. So, yeah, so with the Pier looking like they're going to win right now, they are leading Marshall at the moment. Um, as you mentioned, uh, as long as the Hilltoppers keep winning, they, fi they finish out this game. Next week, they get the win. The following week, we'll all be at home before it goes to a neutral site game for level four. Monrio and Spano back to return at Spano in there for Novotny, who is not playing here tonight. Hopes to be back next week along with Jack Hart. We'll see how long Marquette sticks with their starters here in the second half with this big lead. Conrad with a surprise onside kick. Fair caught by number 34 of the Hilltoppers, and it's going to be first and 10 for the Hilltoppers. That was Sam Schultz doing the fair catch. 
Uh, I'm guessing it's probably Carson Tappa. Tappa. With, with the with the <laughs> sophomore and freshman uh, call-ups, there's a couple of dumb, double numbers that they have out there. Uh, but what a heads-up play there. Uh, in the They had the hands team out there with Carson Tappa in the front row, but smart enough to, to uh, on that pop-up sort of kick to give the fair catch signal, uh, ensuring he's not going to get clobbered by those uh, kickoff coverage team for... Uh, for Sheboygan North. Here the, comes Marquette on offense. The starting offense for the Hilltoppers still out there. Two receivers right, one to the left. Dorley to the right of McDevitt. McDevitt claps the hands, gives it to Dorley, fighting up the middle for maybe three yards. No, gave him a yard before being brought down. Good to see Dorley back out there. They're a pickup of about three yards, but uh, he came out limping uh, about halfway through that first quarter, getting stepped on is my understanding. Looks like he's uh, in good shape here for the second half. Going to be second and eight here, same formation. McDevitt looking over the defense, looking like they're going to send pressure off the edge. Claps the hands, gets the football, fakes the handoff, looks to throw, and it's incomplete. Tempted to Cam Russell, who was double covered, and it was nearly intercepted, and thought it was caught for a second by Russell, and then it looked like it was intercepted again, and then it hit the ground. Yeah, quick slant pattern there. Uh, off the mark from McDevitt to uh, Cam Russell. Here they come back again. Usually don't like the pump fake there on the slant. Same formation, claps the hands, gets the football, rolls to his right, looks to throw, plenty of time, throws it, Hoffman comes back to it and gets brought down at the 44-yard, 43-yard line is enough for a Hilltopper first down. Hoffman looking good on his routes tonight. Uh, that was basically a comeback, a deeper comeback, maybe about 12 yards, coming back to about nine to catch the ball, taking him to the sideline, good enough for a first down. Empty backfield for the Hilltoppers to the right, three to the left, McDevitt. Looking over the defense, claps the hands, looks to throw, going to keep it up the middle to the 40, 35, 30, 25, and brought down at the 19-yard line. Big run by McDevitt brings up another Hilltopper first down, and the Hilltoppers quick to the line again. Yeah, design quarterback draw there. Uh, he, he came out with one in the first half. They came back to it. Good for a big gain there by McDevitt. Move Dorley back to the backfield to the left of McDevitt. PRB in the slot to the left with Hoff, uh, Russell out wide to the left. Hoffman out wide to the right. Takes a snap. Throws it to Russell. Caught. And he's going to fake it back inside. Go outside and fight his way to about the 10-yard line. It's going to be close to a first down. It's going to be second and very short for the Hilltoppers. Yeah, just a quick screen out to uh, Cam Russell. Takes about two steps across the line of scrimmage. Opens up. Catches the ball. Fights forward for about nine. Great run after the catch there by Cam Russell. Ballinger in the slot to the left, all from his usual tight end position. Two receivers to the left, takes the throw, throws it to Ballinger. Second catch of the game, and he gets inside the five-yard line before being brought down. Another Hilltopper first down. It's going to be first and goal. Ballinger wanted his second touchdown of the night there. Got it at about the three-yard line. Wouldn't be taken down by the first tackler or two. Uh, first and goal, Marquette. Ballinger tight end to the left. PRB in the slot to the right with Hoffman out wide to the right. Russell by himself to the left, takes a snap, throws it to Russell on a slant pattern. It's going to be incomplete as it looked like he was not able to jump up and get the ball. Might have been a little bit of contact, but they let it go, and it's going to be second and goal. Yeah, I think his feet just got tangled there. We talked about that maybe last week or the week before. How oh, they're not going to call that a penalty. He's out there. His feet got tangled up with uh, uh, Ricardo Bratz for uh, Shibu go fitting uh, Sheboygan North with a yeah. guy named Bratz on the team there huh? we but, go uh, tangled up his feet there same with the formation Russell. takes the snap gives it to Dorley up the middle and Dorley is 
Are they giving it to him? Whistle blows. We're waiting for the sign. They're going to say he's just short of the end zone. It's going to be third and goal at the one-foot line. It's it's inside the one-yard line. It's almost on the goal line with how close he got. Yeah, if he, it's tough when you're running in traffic. You get that ball extended, but uh, looks like they marked him just a few inches short of the end zone. Hoffman in the slot to the left. Cam Russell wide to the left. Dorley to the right of the quarterback. McDevitt gives it to Dorley again, and he's in that time. Not going to be denied. In from one to make it 41-0 Hilltoppers with 7.13 to go here in the third quarter. That's that wedge play they came back to, and they actually brought uh, Thad Hoffman in tight almost as a second tight end there on the left side. Hoffman played tight end. Uh, as a freshman and sophomore, so he's no uh, stranger to the blocking aspect, uh, but nice blocking there by up front, uh, giving Marquette the 41-0 lead. Schmidt in for the extra point, McDevitt for the hold. And we're going to have a dead ball foul, I'm guessing offsides on the Chargers as they, I mean the Raiders as they charge through the line. Got my words backwards there. You got to say Chargers as they raid it through the line. I got to flip that around. Well, that, that'll work. Yeah. Raiders charge through the line. Hopefully, you can use that one in about five weeks in Madison. <laughs> now they're going to see if they want to attempt again or enforce. Uh, what should say enforce it here, which would be half the distance, or they want to enforce it on the kickoff. Oh, they're declining it altogether. Sometimes you just want to keep that kicker on the same spot. The, the extra foot and a half or so is not going to help. You want the consistency from that extra point spot. So that's why they declined the penalty. Yeah, and I was mistaken being it was a dead ball. It could not be enforced on the kickoff. The kick is away, almost blocked, and it is good. 42 nothing. Hilltopper, 7-13 to go here in the third quarter. We're going to step away for 30 seconds. This is Hilltopper football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. Is there anything sweeter than the crisp sound of a driver when it connects purely with the ball? Many golfers evaluate the quality of their shot by the sound it makes. You may feel the same about your financial plan. Something doesn't seem, look, or sound right. Think of Annex Wealth Management as financial swing doctors. We'll give you the truly objective analysis that comes from a fee-only fiduciary with no products to push or commissions to chase. If you need help, talk to our pros. Get started at AnnexWealth.com. We are back with more Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Now back to Evan witt and Joe Damask in the broadcast booth. Off deep high kick going towards the end zone, fielded at the one inch line is the returner, and he's going to get out to about the 23 yard line before being brought down. It's going to be first and 10 Raiders at about the 23. Interesting decision there by Sheboygan North. That would have definitely gone in the end zone. The returner had to jump up to keep it from going in the end zone. Just trying to get any sort of spark here down 42 to nothing. Uh, trying to get a spark there on special teams and Marquette uh, coming through, stopping him on the 23-yard line. They still have their starters out there. My guess is that this is probably the last series for the defensive starters here for the Hilltoppers. Good guess by me saying the 23. Normally I'm about a yard off, but I'll take it. One receiver left, one to the right. Eye formation. Burr in the pistol formation. Takes the snap. Gives it to... 
Ball's on the ground. I don't know if it was a fumbled exchange or what it was, but it looks like Sheboygan North is going to recover. Yeah, that looked just like a, a sloppy exchange there between the quarterback, uh, number 21, Vince uh, Nienheis, and uh, number two, Logan uh, uh, Schwaller on that one. But here they come again. Takes a snap, fakes the handoff, looks to throw, has some pressure in his face, throws it deep down the field, and it's broken up by P.J. O'Brien, the intended receiver, Don Hamilton. It's incomplete. Yeah, we've seen Hamilton in the backfield. Almost sort of they use him in a similar fashion to PRB. They have had him in the backfield here. They split him out. They run a fly pattern uh, through a wounded duck up there. Lucky it wasn't picked off either by uh, number 24, O'Brien, or by uh, uh, Tomlinson coming over the top there. But uh, certainly didn't have enough on it to get to, to Hamilton streaking down the sideline. Steinhoff playing catch on the sidelines right here in front of us, guessing he'll be the first of the backup quarterbacks to go in. Him and Josetti are one, a 2A and 2B. Don't really know. I guess they probably don't necessarily have a true backup. Both of them are pretty good quarterbacks in their own. Two receivers lap, two to the right. Pistol formation for Burr. Takes the snap, looks to throw, has time, throws it, and it's broken up by number 22, Mitch Nigro. And coverage that time says, nope, you ain't getting the ball on me and that's going to be the sixth pass to break up for Mitch Nigro this season. You're going to see a host of uh, defenders come out now. You're going to see um, a couple familiar names, Matthew Griffiths. You're also going to see, as we mentioned before, number 78, uh, Tommy Ratnayak, uh, the uh, freshman phenom on the uh, defensive line, led the freshman team in sacks and uh, led the defensive line in tackles out there. Uh, you're going to see some familiar names as, as far as uh, Matthew Griffith. Uh, number three, we've talked about a lot this season. Uh, Malik Lee, his younger brother, Cadre, also brought up to the varsity uh, roster for the playoffs. So good to see some uh, some guys out there. Schwaller on the kick. It's a kick towards the right. Monrio on coverage, waves everybody to get away, and it's going to take a Hilltopper bounce and stay inside the 50-yard line. It's going to be first and 10 Hilltoppers at the 48-yard line of the Raiders, and it looks like we're going to get at least one more series from the starting offense as I see PRB and Cam Russo, and uh, no, they are switch subbing in. They were just joining the huddle click there. I think they're congratulating their teammates, talking to them, say, hey, let's keep this shut out. Let's keep the foot on the gas. Let's uh, not let up at all. I don't want to see anybody, uh, you know, letting up. Let's everyone come out and play tonight. Josetti in a quarterback, Hansborough to his lap, claps the hands, gives it to Hansborough up the middle, and he gets stopped for a one-yard loss. It's going to be second and 11 for the Hilltoppers. A couple of the new names out there, number 82, Will Clark, the junior, uh, playing wide receiver. Uh, you mentioned Hansborough. You also got Ferber out there. Uh, number 13 we've seen out there, uh, Andrew Allen also out on the field. Shotgun formation once again, two receivers left, one to the right. Josetti sends a man in motion, claps the hands, looks to throw, throws an out pattern, caught by the receiver, and he's tackled immediately. Andrew Allen on the catch. Nice catch there by Allen. Uh, they've also got some new offensive linemen out there. Uh, Augie Conradson's out on the field along with his um, brother, Augie. Uh, we see number 67, uh, William Rick, uh, get in the game at right tackle. 
Uh, they have also Tyler Tanty, the sophomore, playing right guard uh, hey, for the offensive line. Hansborough to the right of Josetti. Two receivers right, one to the left. Takes a snap. Gives it to Hansborough up the middle. And he's going to be stopped for no gain. It's going to bring up fourth down for the Hilltoppers. Yeah, fourth down in about five yards here. You're going to see... Um, Looks like they're going to send out the... Well, from here you can never tell if it's going to be the punt unit or the field goal unit being at about the 42-yard line. But my guess is it'll be the, it will be the punt team, and it's not your usual kicker, um, Eric Schmidt. It's number 83, Mitchell Henry in for this punt. And Henry's uh, an excellent punter, excellent place kicker as well. He's, he's stuck behind uh, the all-world punter in Eric Schmidt, but... Comes uh, out here for the punt. high short punt, going to bounce at the 25 and be down there after almost taking a Raider bounce. It's going to be first and 10 at the 25 yard line for the Raiders, taking over with 122 to go here in the third quarter. We blinked, and this third quarter is almost over. Marquette coming out with its uh, starting defensive line out there. My guess is they're going to get to substitutions fairly quickly, maybe just bring them off the field so that uh, the fans can give them a, a shout out here. But uh, new members of the secondary, familiar names for those who have uh, listened all season long. We've got Carson Tapp out there, uh, Matthew Griffith we talked about. Hey, Womack still out there at one corner with Lee. Pistol formation takes the snap, gives it, going to keep, yep, gives it to the fullback, and he's brought down with a big loss. The quarterback kept it. He faked me out again. Yeah, that was Meyer. Uh, didn't fake out Evan Meyer, though. Well, uh, it looks like they let up on the quarterback for a minute, so I didn't think he had the ball, and I did. guess he did. <laughs> Same formation as before. Burr in the pistol formation, sends a man in motion, takes the snap. Going to give it to the fullback this time, and he goes nowhere as Fisher is there to shut him down. And that should take us to the end of the third quarter. We'll see if the Raiders are going to run another play. They're not going to. After three, it's Hilltoppers, 42, Raiders, nothing. We'll bring you the fourth quarter in 30 seconds. This is Hilltopper football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. Losing sleep lately? The job, the house, the headlines, or investments? How about the feeling your investment partner isn't a partner at all? They might be operating in someone's best interest, but that someone isn't you. It's time for Annex Wealth Management. It's easy. Head to AnnexWealth.com, click the Get Started button. We work in your best interest as a fiduciary. That commitment runs so deep, we put it in writing. Does your advisor do that? Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Start at AnnexWealth.com. We are back with more Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Now back to Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask in the broadcast booth. We're back here at the E.G. Schmidt broadcast booth here at Hart Park. We reached the fourth quarter. It was 36-0 halftime. Bayport with the lead. So it's looking like it will be Bayport and uh, Marquette right here a week from tonight at Hard Park. Going to be third down and about 12 here for the Raiders to open up this fourth quarter. Receiver out wide to the left right at the numbers. 
Two receivers to the right, takes the snap, fakes the handoff, looks to throw, throws a deep pass down the field, and it's going to fall incomplete. Griffin, perfect, I'm sorry, top up, perfect coverage on Neenhouse, and that's going to be incomplete. Yeah, you can just tell the quarterback for um, Sheboygan North, no matter whom it's been tonight, they just they are uncomfortable uh, when they have to drop back in the pocket as a passer. It's something that they're not used to. Uh, in the games they've been victorious this year, they've been able to run that veer option and, and not pass the ball much. Uh, and now when they're down, you know, by you know 35 at half and 42 now uh, to start the fourth quarter, you're pushed into a position where you have to throw the ball, uh, and it's just something that uh, Marquette is ready for, uh, and Sheboygan North is just not. They don't spend the majority of their practice time uh, passing the football. Or and, uh, punting, uh, apparently, because they've been uh, down a man almost every time they've gone out to punt. <laughs> is that the hold up on the field right now? Yep. Monrio back deep for the Hilltopper, snaps away. The Conrad, um, sorry, Schwaller with a high kick, fielded by Monrio just on the other side of the 50, and he brings it to about the 42-yard line, or 41-yard line. It's going to be first and 10 Hilltoppers in Raider territory good, again. Good catch there by uh, Monreal. He had a lot of traffic around him, did, opted not to call for the fair catch. Uh, kind of a risky decision there, but is able to make the most of it and get about eight yards on the return, uh, basically uh, to near the original line of scrimmage by uh, Sheboygan. Steinhoff checks in the game for the Hilltoppers this time. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Hands roll to the left of Steinhoff. Claps to hands, gets the football, gives it to Steinhoff up the middle. I mean, Hansborough up the middle, and he's going to get about a yard and a half before being brought down. Just a trap play there uh, by Marquette, just a right trap. They try to bring the guard, pull him, uh, and trap the defensive tackle. Not much room there, uh, although the, the form, the, the nice trap pull uh, by number 65, Tyler Tanty was there, just didn't execute on the back end of it. Same formation, just flip Hansborough to the right of Steinhoff this time. Second and nine, 9.35 and counting. Takes the snap, looks to throw. Deep pass down the field, open, caught. And that's going to be a touchdown, Hilltoppers. A 41-yard touchdown strike to number 82. 82, Will Clark. Had nobody within 20 yards of him, caught the ball, turned, and ran upfield to score to make it 48 to nothing. Yeah, the defender, the cornerback for Sheboygan North, bid on that out route, and uh, Clark just continued to run up the field on the fly pattern. Same spot we saw uh, Steinhoff um, hit uh, Zarnecki about two weeks ago. Snap is down, the kick is up, and it is good. It is 49 nothing Hilltoppers with 9.26 to go here in the game. We'll step away for 30 seconds. This is Hilltopper football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. 
Truth, reason, and tolerance shaped our U.S. Constitution. But those building blocks of democracy are under attack. Big tech social media splits us apart, hurts our children, and causes violence and terror in our communities. Be a part of the change. Go to counterhate.com to learn more. When you're high, you feel different. But if you feel different, you drive different. So don't drive high. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. We are back with more Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Now back to Evan witt Tallison and Joe Damask in the broadcast booth. Mitch Henry in the kickoff for the Hilltoppers at the 40-yard line. Stein, uh, Schwaller back deep for the, for the Raiders. The kick is up, and it's a short kick. Going to be fielded at the 10. Going to go to the right. And going to be ran out of bounds. And we're going to have a flag for a late hit. And it's going to be an additional 15 yards. And that was nine heists on the return. Yeah, there was uh, number 13, uh, Andrew Allen, uh, forcing the returner to the sideline. And uh, Tappa was uh, sizing him up for the big hit. And just he stepped out of bounds just as Tappa hit him. Uh, questionable call, but they're, they're going to make that call. It was a hard hit uh, right on the sideline. You know, at this point in the game, you just got to make sure you're playing smart. Uh, you like to see the aggression. Um, it was a nice hit. It was a legal hit. It was just about two steps out of bounds. So yeah. uh, that's the 15-yard penalty there. And they're going to call that every time. You yeah. know, it's about player safety at this level, and he was going out of bounds, and I'm sure, assuming the officials believed he could have pulled up, which it's easier said than done when you're running full speed. But nonetheless, it's going to be first and 10 at midfield for the Chargers, their best field position of the game. I'm sorry, the Raiders. Takes a snap, handoff. Fakes a handoff, pitches it to the uh, running back, and he gets enough and ran out of bounds, gets enough for the first down inside the 35-yard line at the 34. That was Nineheist on the tackle. Yeah, Nineheist just gets the ball uh, on the toss. That was the best they've run, that veer option, and I know there's you know uh, backups in for Marquette, but you know Coach Becker, Coach Klostinski, they want to hold the shutout. The team wants to hold the shutout. Uh, so there's some pride in that, even though there's uh, such a big lead with seven minutes left. First, sends a man in motion, gives a handoff to, looks like Van Nice or Hamilton, and he goes nowhere, gets maybe a gain of one. Yeah, two uh, in on the tackle there. Um, Evan Meyer and number 78, Tommy uh, Ratnayaka in on the tackle there. Great job by the, the two Marquette defenders. I'm going to make your your job to say his last name. I didn't practice it much at all during this week. <laughs> it's Rat. Just go by Rat. He goes by Rat. <laughs> Pistol formation again. Burr fakes the handoff. Going to keep it up the middle. And he makes a couple guy miss and carries another defender to near the first down. He's going to be maybe a yard short. It's going to be third and one. We reached the seven-minute mark here in the fourth quarter. The Hilltoppers up 49 to nothing. Going to be playing Bayport a week from tonight here at Hart Park. Burr in the pistol again sends a man in motion. Gives it to the fullback this time. And he's going to have enough for the first down. Schwaller delivered a blow to a Hilltopper defender and just carried him to the first down. And he's signaling first down. Think you might want to look at the uh, the scoreboard there before he's singling first down too much. Yeah, and uh, Rat in on the tackle there again from his left end position, uh, holding up very well against the Sheboygan North team in his first varsity action. Burr takes the snap, uh, big misdirection, eventually given the 
nine high house and he gets tackled after a short gain about six five yards there that's the first time i can recall seeing the counter which is usually a staple of this veer option here but marquette was able to uh stay strong stay home tapa came up made a nice tackle they gave them a gain of six burr sends a man in motion takes the snap fakes the handoff pitches it to the back and he gets inside the 10 yard line Vince Nienheis on that carry. Yeah, Nienheis again. He's been their most productive back tonight. Haven't really gotten much out of Schwaller up the middle, but here in the second half they've been able to hit Nienheis on the toss or on the pitch, I should say, a few times, and he's been their most productive offensive player. First and goal inside the 10-yard line. First time this night for the Raiders. Takes the snap. Gives it to Schwaller this time, and he's fighting his way and he's going to be tackled at the one-yard line, brought to the ground violently there by a host of Hilltoppers. Stopped by the Hilltoppers interior line, led by Thomas Retnayaka. And getting credit for that tackle. Uh, he was the first uh, defender to make contact, but there was uh, Evan um, Meyer coming up from the uh, linebacker position as well as C.J. Raider, the senior, coming from his linebacker position to help out. Twins left, twins right. Takes the snap, gives it to the fullback again, and he is going to be in for the touchdown. Schwaller, a two-yard touchdown run, finally gets the Raiders on the board. It's 49-6 to with 4.47 to go in the game. Just a just a dive straight up the gut. Uh, number 94, Daniel Bennett, the senior. Got his arms on him, but not until uh, it was too late. He'd already crossed the uh, the goal line here for the first score of the night for uh, Sheboygan North. Conrad in for the extra point. Also played some quarterback. Also ran the ball a lot this season is uh, Tyler Conrad. Kicker, quarterback, running back, you name it for this Raider team. One of about six guys that have uh, over 200 yards rushing, sorry, over 300 yards rushing on the season. The kick is good. And with 447 to go here in the game, it's Hilltoppers 49, Raiders 7. We'll step away for 30 seconds and we come back. We will finish this game up when we have 447 to go here. This is Hilltopper football on the award winning 1017 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch every day. Market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. We are back with more Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Now back to Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask in the broadcast booth. Conrad in to kick off the kick here. They're moving guys up, anticipating a, a surprise onside kick to the right. 49-7 here, 447 to go here in the game. Sussex Hamilton up 27-7 over some Prairie West. It's a deep kickoff, gonna be fielded by Spano at the 15 yard line. Gonna take it right up the right sideline 
Going to go past the 30 to about the 32-yard line. It's going to be first and 10 there for the Hilltoppers. Nice return there by uh, Joey Spano, the senior uh, out of St. Mary's visitation in Elm Grove. About a 26, 27-yard return there, bringing it out past the 30-yard line. Uh, great return there. Nice setup on the right side for the right return. We have 421 here to go in the game here at level one action of the WIAA playoffs. The Hilltoppers looking like they're going to play Bayport here at Hart Park a week from tonight to see who goes on to level three, where the winner of that game is going to play the winner of the pier and looking like the pier and Fond du Lac at this time. And be that those are going to be two interesting games uh, coming up moving forward. Two receivers left, one to the right, takes the snap, gives it to Hansborough up the middle, and he fights his way for a couple yards before being brought down. Frank Briscoe, the sophomore, uh, in at quarterback right now, taking snaps for the Hilltoppers. Briscoe, as Joe said, now in at quarterback. A couple other names out there. Uh, number 87 in at tight end. That's uh, Patrick Pelican. Uh, you see Allen and... Uh, you see uh, J.J. Driscoll, the senior out of Christ King, out at their receiver slots as well. Two receivers left, one to the right. Going to be second and nine here for the Hilltoppers. Hansborough to the right of Briscoe, takes the snap, gives the handoff to Hansborough up the middle, gets to about the 35-yard line before being brought down and given the 36, and that's going to bring up third down with three minutes to go here in the game. Just a simple zone left here. I think they're keeping it simple with all the, the new offensive linemen in here, the new uh, skill position players. Uh, so I, it'll be zone right, zone left, see if we can get a first down. Uh, if not, kick it away. Maybe they'll give Frank uh, a shot here on third down in about six for his first uh, varsity completion. Sophomore Parrish Sean, sorry, Sean Parrish in a uh, running back here for the Hilltopper to the left of Briscoe. Claps the hands, takes the snap, gives it to uh, Parrish, and he goes nowhere, and it's going to be a big loss bringing up fourth down. Yeah, just uh, it might have been a, a read type of play, a, a zone read, and just a little bit of indecisiveness there. Lucky for Parrish that he uh, hung on to the ball. He was the leading rusher there for the JV squad this year. Uh, so he's, he's got a bright future at the running back position. Just some of these young guys uh, getting their first taste of what it's like to be uh, on a varsity football field. You know there's going to be some nerves here. Uh, but here bringing up fourth down. Henry in to punt the football. We have a timeout on the field. Hilltoppers take a timeout. Some, sorry, correction. The Raiders taking a timeout here. As Well, the Hilltoppers had confusion. The Raiders take the timeout. So, I, anyway. But we do want to thank Gruber Law Offices for being a presenting sponsor of high school sports on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Gruber Law Offices has been serving our community for over 35 years, and they are proud to be part of the city of Milwaukee. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call the winning team at Gruber Law Offices, and they will take care of you. They are there to help you 24-7 and have been serving Wisconsin for over 35 years. Make one call, that's all, at 414 414- 276-6666 or visit gruber-law.com Henry in the punt for the Hilltoppers Schwaller and Nine Heist back deep to receive this punt the snap is away the kick is away and it's a 
low line drive, going to bounce, take a hilltopper bounce, and be downed at about the 34-yard line, and that is where the Raiders will take over with a minute 45 here and counting to go in the game. Hilltoppers up 49-7. to Much better punt there by uh, Mitchell Henry there with the hop uh, and the roll at the end. He ended up getting about uh, 45 yards or so of field position, so uh, great job by Henry there on this on his second punt attempt. Two receivers right, one to the left. Wing back to the left of the formation. Sends a man in motion. Fakes the handoff. Pitches it to to the back. And he going to get tackled out of bounds. A gain of about nine. Yeah, that was, nine heist house on the tackle. On, that, the, on the carry. That was nine heist again. They've, they've had their success with him uh, getting the option on the pitch going left. Uh, it's something they probably should have gone to earlier in the game. Uh, because they've been successful here this second half. Uh, going to him. Haven't really been successful up the middle or with the quarterback keeping it. They're going to give him 10 yards instead of the 9 that I thought. And it's going to be first and 10 for the Raiders. Under a minute to go here in the game. Looks to throw the football. Throws it deep down and going to be caught by the receiver. Makes a man miss and then pushed out of bounds. Enough for the first down then some. And it's going to be first and 10 under 40 seconds to go. Neenhaus on that catch. Yeah, and it was as simple as Joey Spano slipped. Uh, getting a little slick out there in the cold weather. It he looked slipped. like he was trying to go for the interception, as yeah. you mentioned, slipped. And we're going to have a timeout on the field. Going to be timeout by the Raiders here. And as I did mention, we'll be back here at Hart Park a week from tonight for Level 2 action. Hilltoppers taking on Bayport. Two ranked teams, both 6-2 and two, Um in conference on the season and it's going to be a very interesting matchup between the two seed and the three seed next week. Yeah and as I mentioned earlier uh, Bayport and Marquette have gone at it in the playoffs a few times in the past decade and Bayport has uh, had the advantage here but uh, as I also mentioned we uh, have also tried to travel um, up to Bayport so this will be the first time Bayport is making the trek down here uh, to Wauwatosa at Hart Park and uh, it's a game that, uh, you know, even when the brackets uh, were being decided, Marquette, we had a thumb on who we were going to potentially meet in round two and round three. And, and we've been ready for Bay Parrot, and these guys are going to be ready. The uh, coaching staff is going to be ready to form a game plan, and uh, they're hoping to turn the tide on, the, uh, on Bayport next week. Three receivers to the left, one to the right here for the Raiders. Takes the snap, looks to throw, pump fake, throws it deep down the field into the end zone. And it's intercepted by Malik Lee. Goes up and gets the football to get the ball back to the Hilltoppers. His third interception on the season. And that's going to take it to the end of this game here with the Hilltoppers winning 49-7 here tonight at Hart Park. We're going to step away. When we come back, we're going to recap this game, give you our player of the game, and send you home. Hilltoppers 49, Raiders 7. This is Hilltopper football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. High school, the most formative years of your son's life. At Marquette University High School, our Jesuit education will shape your son's identity, mind, heart, and soul. Our graduates are more likely to excel in college, earn an advanced degree, and learn defining personal values. The result of our transformational education? Transformed lives. 
Learn more at muhs.edu. Listen to the home of the 5K Gruber Cash Giveaway. 1017 FM, 1510 AM, WGKB Waukesha, and W269DL Milwaukee, a locally owned Good Karma brand station. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Mike Jerkin, founder of Magic Productions. We're a sound video and lighting production company based here in Milwaukee. Our creative team will help you take your event to the next level. Magic has become a go-to option for concerts, fundraisers, and corporate events around Milwaukee and the country. As a proud Marquette High alum, I'm thrilled to have Magic Productions sponsor Marquette Hilltoppers Football. Learn more how we can bring creativity, passion, professionalism, and expertise to your next event. Please visit magicpro.com. That's M-A-J-I-C-P-R-O.com. We are back with more Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Now back to Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask in the broadcast booth. Welcome back here to the C.G. Schmidt broadcast booth here at Hart Park. The Hilltoppers win in level one, 49-7 over the Sheboygan North Raiders. And... Uh, as of 15 minutes ago, Bayport leading 42 nothing. So that game may already be a final. But next week here at Hart Park, it will be Bayport versus the Hilltoppers in level two action to see who goes on to level three. And that's going to be an interesting game. But before we move on to that game, we got some business to take care of here tonight. And Joe and I were talking about a player of the game. And there's a lot of options. Normally, it's pretty... You know, Tommy gets three or four touchdowns or, you know, it's pretty pretty common who's going to get the player of the game, but a lot of options here tonight. I'm going to go with Ryan Tomlinson, who had a pick six in this game to really blow this one open. I think it was 14 nothing at the pick six, and that kind of blew the game open, and it was all hilltoppers after that. And aside from that interception, Great coverage here tonight from him. He's all over the place making tackles and help stopping this veer option attack, which if you get caught napping, they can break one for a big one. Yeah, that's a great choice. And you mentioned there are a number of options uh, that we could have gone with, but uh, Ryan Tomlinson is a senior out of St. Francis, Borgia in uh, Cedarburg, 5'11", uh, 178 pounds, as I mentioned. Near the interception, his, his father, RT, we call him, is one of the defensive line coaches uh, here on varsity. But you mentioned the pick six. That's, that's sort of the defensive play uh, where you can see the wind go out of the sails of the uh, Sheboygan North uh, Raiders. You, you saw um, him not only make that interception, as you mentioned, but 
Um, I had commented a few times about those safeties coming up and really being a key part to stopping um, that inside run of the veer option. And between him and Murphy Monreal did a great job there, uh, stuffing up the middle, getting out to the edges to stop the quarterback on the option when they needed to. Those guys played uh, great games tonight. And, uh, you know, Tomlinson getting the player of the game, I think is very fitting here. First round of the playoffs, senior leadership and, uh, you know, we're going to see a lot more throws coming next week uh, from a Bayport team that's very um, well-balanced and uh, is certainly going to provide a much stiffer challenge than uh, Marquette saw tonight against Sheboygan. Well, as I mentioned, Bayport up 42 uh, nothing late in that game, I'm assuming so. That score is about 15 minutes ago. Other games, I don't have the, the final, but they were leading the last I saw. The Pier is leading Milwaukee Marshall. Milwaukee Marshall loses that game if... If Marquette makes it to level three, that game will be right here at Hart Park if that score holds off and Milwaukee Marshall is knocked out. Fond du Lac was beating Milwaukee Pulaski. Hamilton was up over Sun Prairie West, and Wausau West was up over Stevens Point, another potential upset here in the Division One bracket. And Franklin was taking care of business against Kenosha Bradford um, in their half of the bracket as well. So next week, as I mentioned, here at the C.G. Schmidt Broadcast Booth, there will be another week of Hilltopper football, win at advance time in the WIAA playoff. want to thank you all for listening. Thank you to Kyle Wallace, uh, producer here tonight. Uh, Joe DeMass, my broadcast partner here tonight. Thank you, Hilltopper Nation, for listening to this broadcast here at Hart Park. Final score, once again, Hilltoppers 49, Raiders 7. This has been Hilltopper Football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Good night, Hilltoppers. This has been Marquette Hilltoppers Football, presented by Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. And sponsored by Capital Insurance Agency, Magic Productions, Annex Wealth Management, C.G. Schmidt, Left's Lucky Town, Liberty Engineering, and Marquette University High School. Join the truth next Friday night for another exciting game as the Hilltoppers take on the three-seeded Bayport Pirates on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.